0: This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda Senior Market Analysts from across the world, and I'm delighted to say that this morning it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from the UK, Jeff. How are you doing?
1: Good morning to you as well. Wonderful to be back.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Let's start with uh, this latest UK inflation number that came out just a few minutes ago and uh, lower than expected, Jeff.
1: Yeah, when we look at the breakdown of these numbers, we also had PPI, producer price index, retail uh, price index and PPI inputs uh, coming out at the same time. Now, those have all come in slightly above expectations, and I think that reflects the global supply chain uh, challenges and rising input costs uh, that we're seeing reflected in the data all around the world, giving argument to this transitory not transitory inflation um, discussion that we 're seeing by the great and good all over the world, but the headline inflation and core inflation numbers for July both came in quite a lot lower than expected uh, year on year two percent for the inflation headline inflation, one point eight percent versus two point two percent two point two expected for core inflation. That's probably going to dampen the noise about uh, rate hikes uh, uh, from the Bank of England, I I, I would think. And uh, given that the US dollar is so strong at the moment, I'm expecting that uh, sterling's going to react negatively to that number. I think the BOE's on track to taper their quantitative easing program, but it could push back expectations of when they start uh, to look at hiking rates.
0: And of course, Because of that number, it has had a bit of an effect on sterling, which was already uh, down a little last night.
1: Yes, sterling was singled out last night. We saw a general dollar strength, and I think a lot of that was to do with uh, risk aversion, haven buying, as we describe it in the markets, uh, where um, investors, when they get worried about the general state of play in the world, tend to buy U.S. dollars, also Swiss francs and Japanese yen, but mostly U.S. dollars. And we saw some quite concerted U.S. dollar strength overnight as uh, as um, we saw poor retail sales in the U.S., uh, but also increasing concerns about this Delta variance impact on the general global recovery. But Sterling itself certainly got singled out uh, for some special treatment uh, and ended up about uh, uh, 0.75% down at around 130 overnight. So that was a fairly negative technical development. It fell through its 200-day moving average as well at 137.60. So uh, when combined with this uh, inflation data coming in below expectations today, I'm expecting that sterling uh, will be in for some more selling pressure. And I think if we move down through 137, uh, we could see 136 in the session ahead.
0: So, what about the markets where you are, Jeff, in the Asia Pacific?
1: Well, rather surprisingly today, given that uh, Wall Street ended on a fairly sombre note because of those uh, those um, situations that I outlined, particularly concerns about. Um, the pace of the global recovery is slowing and that comes after weaker Chinese data earlier in the week. I thought that uh, Asian equities would probably follow Wall Street lower, but in fact Asian equities have generally rallied right uh, across the region, uh, particularly in uh, China and in Japan and South Korea. I think there could be a few factors in play here. The currencies in Asia have all fallen. That could boost export performance. Uh, Asia's had a pretty sick week. Uh, Generally, it's uh, traded to the low side, as a slowing global recovery will, will impact asia more than any other area of the world as the factory of the world and i think maybe there's a bit of dip buying fomo-ness running around in the markets as well so we've seen uh asian equities uh, surprising and, and generally moving high today
0: and there's also been some news from the rbnz what's happened there
1: Yes, well, uh, New Zealand uh, had its first community case of uh, COVID-19 in uh, I think it's around about eight months uh, yesterday in Auckland. That's been confirmed as the Delta variant highly contagious. Now, New Zealand dollar got crushed on that news yesterday because as we know, New Zealand runs a a fortress New Zealand policy which has been very, very successful in keeping the virus out. Uh, Unfortunately, those cases have risen sharply today Uh, 10 and counting and I expect that to actually hit a lot higher and the government has put the whole country in a strict lockdown straight away Um, but today we also saw the RBNZ policy meeting now the RBNZ was expected to be the first G10 central bank to start normalising rates, and they were expected to hike by either 025 to 0.5% today, with two more hikes to come before the end of the year. Now, this arrival of the Delta variant yesterday has stayed their hand today, but they did clearly signal that they were still on a hiking track in the months ahead. They just decided to err on caution today. Uh, we saw the New Zealand dollar drop quite dramatically uh, to. Um, this morning uh, having opened at around 69.25 it then bounced to 69.50 so nearly 100 points before settling around 69.25 basically unchanged so quite a bit of volatility in the kiwi that's also dragged the aussie dollar up and down uh, with it as well Uh, i think uh, the key for new zealand here which has been a poster child for managing covid 19 is that um Will be the trajectory of the Delta variant cases? As is the case in so many other parts of the world, even China, at the moment? And if we see those cases rise sharply over the next few days, meaning a longer, stricter lockdown in the country, then the New Zealand dollar faces uh, quite a big, uh, quite a lot more selling pressure. That will also drag the Australian dollar down, and that comes. Uh, in an atmosphere of risk aversion generally across the world now. The Aussie and the Kiwi are both uh, proxies for uh, investor risk sentiment. And uh, when that sentiment sours, they normally come under pressure. So the New Zealand and Australian dollars could face a bit of a perfect storm in the days ahead.
0: Meanwhile, we've got the FOMC minutes tonight. Uh, Thoughts are that tapering may be getting a little bit closer. Would you agree?
1: Yes, definitely. Now it'll be interesting to see what the split is on the committee uh, regarding uh, that that very, very uh, important question, and I think that's what the highlight of the minutes will be. Uh, It has probably had some of its impact dulled because since those minutes, uh, since that meeting, (coughs) excuse me, uh, we've seen a procession of uh, Federal FOMC uh, members come out saying that the data supports uh, the Fed looking at starting to taper into the year end. And notably last night we had uh, uh, one of the Fed Presidents, Mr Kashkari, who is a well-known dove on the monetary policy side, coming out with very much the same message. Uh, that to me, seems to um, signal quite strongly that uh, the Fed is getting quite close to starting to taper, and I I think that also accounts for quite a bit of the US dollar strength overnight. The Jackson Hole Symposium later this month may give us some more insight into that, but I think uh, the September FOMC meeting is definitely a live one. They may uh, Signal in writing that they're looking at tapering by the end of the year or starting to taper by the end of the year, and that should see the US dollar continue to strengthen, particularly against Asian currencies.
0: Jeff, thanks very much for joining us this morning. It's great to have you back.
1: A pleasure, mate, and thank you very much. It's great to be back. The
0: Oanda Podcast.